Hey guys, Rashawn here. I just wanted to drop in and give you a quick content warning. Here at WCA, we get pretty lively and joke around quite a bit, but I always want to make sure that we have the best interest of you, the listeners, in mind. This week's movie is A Star is Born, and if you aren't aware of this version or any stories that came before, there are a few sensitive subjects that we touch on during this week's movie. At around 34 minutes in, we do start to talk about some of the decisions that the characters make, covering addiction, alcoholism, and completing suicide. We love that you are always here with us, but your mental and emotional peace comes first. Please do know that you're never alone. Reach out to a loved one. Reach out to a friend. Reach out to us. We are always here to talk and support and send love back to you. If you weren't aware, there is a change to the Suicide and Crisis Lifeline. Dial 988 and reach out to someone for counseling, support, and love. As always, Thank you so much for listening. Enjoy this week's show. We're not going to fight anymore. I'm also just a girl. I hate to float. Standing in front of a boy. Such a great audience. Come on, y'all talkers up in here. Time to keep it down right now. What is up, everyone? Welcome back to When Cinephiles Attack, a weekly podcast where four movie fans test the limits of their friendship. I'm Mella, here with... Josh. Lacey. And Rashawn. What's up? You already know what I'm going to say. Take a moment, like, subscribe, give us a review. Give us a fat review. What's a fat review? Ooh, a little fatty with the five star. Yeah. For every sentence you include in your review, Rashawn will twerk that many times. Yeah. Yep. And that's a full up and down rotation. It's not like one sentence, two sentences. It's like. Yeah, like. Blah, 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 blah. Like yeah, yeah, dangling. Can yeah. One. Leave my ass out of the deals? You Never. Get one clap no, no. per sentence. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know what you did. You deserve this. <laughs> can't talk. Uh, wrong episode. <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying, he knows what he did. It's coming up. She can some, talk about Some it. foreshadowing <laughs> for y'all with some bullshit we gonna get into. A quick shout out, though, to Tay Bear, who did leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. They came over here from Cinematology. Thank you for being here. I hope you stay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. We always gotta beg them to stay. What have y'all been watching? Thor came out. Obviously, hmm. it's fun. It's goofy. Everyone will see Thor. I don't want to talk about it right now. Okay. I want to talk he's about like, a movie. He's in his feelings. <laughs> no, honestly, it's people are going to see it. Thor doesn't need me to advertise for it. What does need me to advertise for it is Marcel the Shell with shoes on. Oh, cute. That is Lacey clapping her cheeks. <laughs> Fast as fuck. <laughs> Sweat just, dripping down her face. Just a little tidbit what you would get if you... Uh, right into the mic. Write a review. Oh my this, god. This movie is sweet. This movie is is emotional. And it... I laughed out loud at this movie as much, if not more, than any other movie this year. It's funny as hell. It's amazing. Lace and I saw it together. Um, I have been a fan of Marcel the Shell uh, since its debut on youtube however many years ago it was Mm -hmm. you don't need to have seen 
the YouTube videos to care about this movie at all, but there are plenty of callbacks uh, for the people who know it, who are fans. It just was so nice. <laughs> it was Aww. so nice. It's very sweet and sincere and earnest. It's Jenny Slate. It's just very, very sweet. It's a Lacey made movie. It is. There's, there's a good chance you'll be hearing it more than once in mm. January. Cute. It's if you get a chance, and you need a little palate cleanser, man. Fuck, man, we all good. do. <laughs> Rashani, what you been watching? Um, I saw a movie called The Forgiven. This is a drama thriller. Uh, starring Jessica Chastain. It was in theaters like mm-hmm. lightning quick, so I jumped in and saw it one day before work. Um, it's about a couple who travels to Morocco. Matt Smith is their friend. He and Caleb Landry Jones, they're married, and they're having just this vacation, commenting on like privileged white, rich white people who go to foreign countries and just party. Yeah. Um, but on their way there, within the first five minutes of the movie, they hit someone, um, this young kid, and they toss them in their car and drive away. And so the rest of the movie is kind of about, uh, kind of about the fallout from that decision. Um, that's not really a spoiler. It's during the credits, I promise. But um, the rest of the movie kind of unfolds with them making that decision, and it's really cool. Christopher Abbott is in it. Uh, Abby Lee. It's just a really solid adult movie with consequences and falling, rising action. You know, the standard stuff. <laughs> Abby Lee uh, from Dan- Dance Moms. Dance Moms? <laughs> That's what I was going to say. But all, all three of us were like, is that her name? Abby Lee Miller? No, Abby Lee. Just Abby Lee. Yeah, she's in the Neon All Demon three of us like kind of old. She was a model, I believe. Before good she for her. Dance. She's making a transition. Wow. <laughs> God damn it's it. good. It's good. It's uh, it's well acted. It's written really well. It's just an interesting watch. So if it, it'll probably be on VOD soon. That sounds good. Yeah. What about it sounds you, Mel? Listen, um, I went to the theater to watch Baz Luhrmann's Elvis. <gasps> Go on. And I fucking knocked out, dude. <laughs> Carmella! Like, okay, we went to the new AMC that they put up by our place. I heard it's fucking bougie, dude. As fuck, right? It has seat warmers. Um, Don't give me that. Yeah, you're out. I'm out. Um, And two, it has like the little trays that go over your lap so you can eat your food. Yeah, I heard you can order food to your seat up until the movie starts. Yeah, I don't think they've quite figured that out yet. So Mm. don't. Don't don't recommend that. But um, I didn't order food, but I used the little tray as an armrest. Also, mistake. Game over, dude. <laughs> okay, but I did see. I would say a little bit more than half. So Rashawn, how's the movie? <laughs> and what I saw, I liked. But I will say, uh, call it blasphemous, but Tom Hanks. Baby, what was you doing? That's in the, I've I've heard that across the board. I don't know. I I kind of forgave it because I was also like, I don't know who this person is that he's playing. I don't know if that's how this person is. But it kind of seemed a little out of what's like out of place. 
And I know that Boz Lerman does have those characters that are a little kooky here and there, but I feel like from what I saw, it didn't really match the speed of the movie. And then Rashawn told me that he doesn't even sound like that in real life. So I don't know. People love fucking Elvis and they'll go simply just for that, you know? How, how is it? Sorry. How is Austin Butler in it? He was fucking great. Like yeah. Oscars, Oscar, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Rashani, what did you think about it? I stayed awake the whole time. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. You did? You did want to leave at one point. Well, because my viewing partner was asleep. <laughs> <laughs> and ain't no bar. Bar's dry. It's not open yet. It was not open. I didn't have no drink. And I'm over here looking at Carmela. She's asleep. This movie's almost three hours. Does Mel, does Mel snore? No. no. That's good. I legit... Sorry, listeners, you can't see this, but... I had my fucking elbow on that tray and my, my head said, boom, boom. Like, <laughs> one of those. Yeah, and like, so then I was like, hey, you say the word and we can go. I was like, no, go. why would was, we leave? I was this? good. I saw what I needed to see. I have only walked out of one movie and that was Cats and I don't regret it. Rashawn, don't you yeah. love Cats? I, what? Rashawn, see. I'm pretty sure... What's that? That's the movie is on your top four letterbox, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's <laughs> go to like my letterbox. Two. The Simba Tattoo. Our listeners, go to my letterbox and see this man is lying to you. <laughs> I agree that Austin Butler is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is he going to make a good fade, Ralph? Yeah. What did you say? Okay. We're talking about Dune. Stay out of it. Oh, okay. No idea. He's going to be great. <laughs> was How was Boz's uh, return? Austin Butler is very good. (laughs) (laughs) Lacey, I feel like you should watch it. I probably once it's streaming, I probably will. Me too. It's it's like imagine you too. (laughs) (laughs) Imagine the first thirty minutes of Moulin Rouge, but they it never settles. That's exhausting. Christian and Satine meet. Yes, and it's two forty-five. Oh my god, that's too much. It's too much. I love Boz. I love Boz so much. Yeah. I don't know if I love 245 Boz. Yeah. A solid two? Unless it's Period. Australia and it's Nikki Kids. Okay. Nah, well, nah, nah. Sign me up. <laughs> Alrighty, folks. It's come that time. That was nice. That was really nice. What are we fighting about today? Mella. Lace? This week we watched 2018's. A star is born. Yes, we did, baby. Can I ask you a personal question? Okay. Tell me something, girl. Do you write songs or anything? I don't sing my own songs. Why? I just don't feel comfortable. Why wouldn't you feel comfortable? Almost every single person has told me they like the way I sounded, but that they didn't like the way I look. I think you're beautiful. Hey. What? I just want to take another look at you. In all the good times I find myself longing for change. Here's what we're gonna do. You come sing that song that I love. No, I can't do that. Here, come on, here we go. Justice. Look at me. All you gotta do is trust me. That's all you gotta do. A 
Star is Born is a 2018 American musical romantic drama produced and directed by Bradley Cooper in his directorial debut. It stars Bradley Cooper, Lady Gaga, Dave Chappelle, and Sam Elliott. A Star is Born is about a seasoned musician, Jackson Maine, who discovers and falls in love with struggling artist Allie. She has just given up on her dream to make it big as a singer until Jackson coaxes her into the spotlight. But even as Allie's career takes off, the personal side of their relationship is breaking down as Jackson fights an ongoing battle with his own internal demons. Ah, Star is Born, 2018. I think we saw this in at the Arclight. No. Big ups. Miss you, Arclight. Miss you, Arclight. It's coming back, baby. So the mama's back. Okay, scratch that. We didn't see that at the Arclight. I just, I think I have that memory of the Arclight for some reason because I remember watching this and it feeling so big. I was super excited and like there was a lot of anticipation around it and i'm not like a gaga head or anything but and i actually never seen the other three stars born so i was just like i'm just gonna go into this it looks like my jam and man it fucking is i think i've seen it already like four or five times i love the romance i think the soundtrack is fucking fire i play that shit just like when i want to get amped i think Bradley Cooper's directing is great. I think his performance is even greater. I would love... We're going to talk about Lady Gaga. I have some thoughts about it, but I want to hear what you guys think. Let's go with Rashani. Hey. If that was Jack, you're way too loud. You got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just want to take a minute look at you. That's better. Dude, I'm creaming with that. (laughs) Oh, wow. Um, so what I think what you're remembering is this is the first movie that we saw in AMC Dolby. Oh, there I see. Boom. And it was just like it felt like a concert and we were just like looking at each other like Black Yeah. Um so this is one of like the best theater experiences I felt like we've had. I don't know. I it just like threw you into the movie. Yeah. Um I like I like this movie. Yes. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> I do. I I um I prefer the first half of the movie to the second half. I, I just think it's like propulsive and it it's just like electric and mm-hmm. everything feels urgent and, and really feels like a rise to fame, you know, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I much prefer that to like the fall of Jackson. Um I do think Riley Cooper is amazing. He brought on um Matthew Libatique, who's uh, Aronofsky's DP, and they have like a lot of the over over the shoulder shots that you see in like Black Swan and The Wrestler, and it just feels immersive. It feels like you're on stage with them all the time. So yeah, I like it. I, I think Bradley Cooper should have at least walked away with Best Actor, if not Best Director, because that was Alfonso Cuarón. Um, but yeah, fan. We'll talk about more. Cool. Yes, we will. Joshua. Yeah. Let's hear it. So not only was this my first time watching uh, A Star is Born mm-hmm. 2018, this is my first time watching any A Star is Born. Okay. Any iteration of it. Um, same, same. It's been, this is what, the 
fourth or fifth iteration? This is the third. Third? Yeah, so there's like the... four. So the four, yeah. Okay. Yeah. This is uh, the fourth, right? Yeah. This is the okay, fourth, yeah. yeah. I knew, like, I knew the general story, but I'd never seen one. Um, so I had this was an eye-opening experience for me because I I understand now. Lacey sometimes says this, but Melly, you say this a lot, like in Mission Impossible or or Dune. Even you're a little mean in Dune. Um, <laughs> I understand how good of a movie this is and how well made this is. I think Bradley Cooper. It's one of the most talented people in Hollywood right now, period. This movie is not for me. Mm-hmm. Um, can we get can we get a single joke, please? Bradley Cooper, you're so funny. Can you can we get a single a single joke? He Let is me drunk. smile. Let me smile, please. <laughs> Just one time. This movie is so this movie is so serious. <laughs> I'm one. always drunk and I'm hilarious. Yeah, <laughs> like there's not a single levity in here like i'm not his parts aren't serious but there's not funny there's no levity like give me a joke (laughs) i'm begging i'm on my knees begging to laugh please one time okay but jackson main's songs like his band songs are fucking gas they're awesome they're so good they fucking are man lacy Mella. What's up, girl? I grew up with the 1976 Barbra Streisand, A Star is Born. My Mm. mom loves that movie. Shout out, Cherry Pie. Um, So that's the Star is Born I grew up with. I've seen the Judy Garland version, and I like it enough, but Babs was my star. Mm Mm-hmm. So I was really nervous about this remake, but excited because I, I'm i not like a Gaga stan, but I, I like Lady Gaga, and I love Bradley Cooper. And I just walked away from this remake very mid. I'm very mid on this movie. The first time I watched it, I really liked it. And then the second time I watched it, I didn't like it at all. And this watch, I I feel like I've fallen somewhere in the middle. There are parts of it that I really love. I think I'm in agreement with Rashawn in that I really, really love the first half. And then the second half, we'll get into it. But it just, something doesn't quite hit for me the way the 76 Barbara Streisand one does. A resounding shrug from the huh. cinephiles to Mel's movie. Okay. <laughs> I want to talk about that, the whole like first half and then like what doesn't work into the second half because I've read a lot of reviews even before doing this episode just from like watching it and putting on my letterbox and then IMDb and stuff and that's what a lot of people say is like, oh my God, the first half is fire, it's heat, like it's really got you going and then somewhere after that, it just kind of, slows down or it falls apart but no one ever says what it is so i'm asking y'all what do you think that is this is mean <laughs> gaga's not here she stepped out the so first half okay. says, follows bradley and the second half follows lady gaga okay i think bradley cooper is one of the best in the business dude he's so goddamn good at everything he touches <laughs> and it's like it's hard to follow that in the same movie i'm sorry yeah 
He's so believable as a rock star. It's crazy. It's so, fuck, he's so good. Get him a towel, though. Oh, my God. He's an he, alcoholic. He's drunk. <laughs> so, so, he's just wet. This whole movie, he's just so wet. sweating liquor. And so is Melon. You know, just wet the whole movie. The whole fucking movie, bro. Talk to me in that fucking gravelly whisper while you're putting peas on my hand. Get the fuck out. <laughs> I like weak in the knees. It was it was in the trailer, and every time I hear it, still, it's, I just want to get another look at you. I'm I just like, like, sure, okay. It's Pump so <laughs> sweet. Uh, you write songs or anything? I don't sing my own songs. Thank you. Why? I just I just don't feel comfortable. Why wouldn't you feel comfortable? Um, well, because, like, almost every single person that I've come in contact with in the music industry has told me that my nose is too big and that I won't make it. Your nose is too big? Yeah. Your nose is beautiful. Are you showing me your nose right now? Yeah. You don't have to show it to me. I've been looking at it all night. Oh, come on. Oh, I'm going to be thinking not. about your nose for a very you're long full of time. Shit. I'm not full of shit. Yeah, I'm telling you the truth. Yeah, you're full of Can shit. Can I touch your nose? Oh, my gosh. Let me just touch it for a second. <laughs> Rashadi, what do you think about the first half? Um, I've I've only so I've only seen the Judy one. I've never seen the Barbara one, which I think mm-hmm. this is a little closer to. Because mm-hmm. in the Judy one, they're actors. I don't know. It just it feels almost like documentary, <laughs> where we're just like this is about Jackson and how he meets this person, and they're they meet on his way down and her way up, mm-hmm. and there's just something. I I can't find another word except electric. It's it just works. Yeah, and I think they have amazing chemistry. I think they're both incredible, um, but we'll talk about that in a bit. Yeah. Um, but that rise is always even when you watch like a musical biopic, that is always more entertaining than watching mm-hmm. them like fall into drugs and alcoholism. And then I can't think of a single musical biopic where that is interesting you know yeah you always want to get to like the performances and their elect in their electric sorry they're on the stage and they're performing and they're singing the songs that you know and and then the second half has to deal with you know that's why the best musical documentary ever is michael jackson's this is it there's no fall it's just rehearsals michael and performance that shit i saw that shit in the dome at the arc light and it blew the movie. lid off the place. It was the it's best thing I've ever seen. It is really good. It's very good. It's very it's good. Sorry, what we're talking about. <laughs> so, I, I mean, I'm glad Bradley Cooper doesn't, like, walk into the ocean. But <laughs> I just, uh, I don't know. You don't want him to die? Or what? Are we talking about that already? No, not yet. I didn't get to talk about my yeah. opinion. Oh, I sorry. Did. We, we sorry. are going to talk about that. I think it's two things for me. I think one is Allie, Lady Gaga, Allie is written so green and so wide-eyed and innocent and ingenue-esque that a lot of her performance in the second half 
I miss kind of the the weight of an adult relationship. A lot of it just feels like her covering for Jackson and her apologizing for it rather than like really facing it with him. Yeah, which I think is what it is. Yeah, but I just like there was just a level that we didn't get to in her relationship to him that I wanted I think there and I think that probably comes from the 1976 version where they're they are butting heads the whole time like they are she gives him a run for his money as far as temper and uh, passion and I just feel like in this one Allie just really follows Jackson's lead the whole time Mm -hmm. and I think the other side of that coin is Bradley Cooper makes Jackson so unlikable in the second half of this movie in a good way. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. from the time he gets on stage when she's accepting her award on, I just, I have a hard time remembering good Jackson. That's kind of where I'm at too. Even even before the Grammy thing, because the Grammy thing, then he goes to rehab, and that's one thing. But even before the Grammy thing, when he's really spiraling and he's like not going to his doctor's appointments and he's he's punching out his brother, which. But, so we get we get the Jackson, decline. So he become we can't root for him anymore, and at the same time that's happening, Allie has suddenly abandoned all of her her morals and and she used to be this like foot in the ground i'm not dying my hair i don't need dancers mm-hmm. this is who i am and without kind of seeing without seeing that break she just becomes this pop star and we don't really see we see the one time where her and her manager get into it besides like she's dying her hair she's getting dancers she's singing about ass in the jeans so like we kind of I don't want to root for Allie there either because it's like this is the one thing Jackson didn't want and the one thing I thought you also didn't want. And and Jackson's also on the decline. Allie's on the decline. So like, there's no one left to really root for. I, I feel like they're both victims, you know? Like he's just been at it longer. Of the industry? Of the industry, yeah. And it, it's just like taken all it can from him. Mm-hmm. And I think what this version does so well is lets it lets us see how intoxicating those moments on stage are, and that she wants more of that, you know, yeah. and and she's willing to get that at any cost. And he he offered that to her, but then it all of the artistic integrity kind of goes away, and she just wants more of it, and more of it, and more guess, of it. I guess too, you could look at it. He he kept his quote unquote artistic integrity, but at what cost? Like, look what it cost him. So, right. yeah. Because I feel like she, even though she's like, I'm not going to dye my hair and this and that, but she never really talks about, like, this is the type of artist I want to become. All we know is that she wants, she writes songs and she can sing. Mm-hmm. But when she becomes a pop star, I mean, I think about, like, she's kind of like Dua Lipa in a sense. Like she still has bangers. It's not necessarily something that Jackson would listen to or Jackson would watch. And that's why I think he's like, fuck you. You're just talking about ass. 
And she's like, well, this is my music. These are my songs. This is who I've become. I almost saw her as Lady Gaga. Lady Gaga's yeah. first songs, mm-hmm. her first album was just like dance dance numbers. And, right. and and then she became, as she grew as an artist and, and was given more freedom, I guess, by her label or whoever. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm, lo- I'm loosening up a little bit. <laughs> While we're on the subject, what do we think of Lady Gaga's performance? I know, Lacey, you said you, you kind of like it. I kind of like it. I think she does the doe-eyed ingenue character well. I do. Mm-hmm. Um, there's something so raw and charming about her mm-hmm. throughout the whole movie, really. Um, she's so vulnerable. I just wanted more depth, I think. I wanted more to her than just... My dreams are coming true and I love you. (laughs) I think when I first watched it, I didn't like her. I just was like, all I see is Lady Gaga, especially in the performances, especially in Shallow and Always Remember Us This Way. All I saw was Lady Gaga, especially because she's at a piano and she's like now singing to the crowd. And I'm... And I was thinking, this is not something Ali would do. This is something Gaga would do. Yeah. And it was hard for me to separate it. And then as I've watched it, I'm like, I guess I just kind of got used to it. But there is this scene, and I know this is my episode, so I should fucking be defending it to the earth, but nah. I fucking can't with this scene. Um, I love the scene when they, obviously they meet, and then they she punches the guy, they go to the grocery store, and they're sitting on the... They're sitting on the parking lot, little things. Mm -hmm. And she just starts singing. (laughs) It's fucking so cringe to me. So cringy. It's like I have secondhand embarrassment watching it because this movie is so incredibly realistic as much as we can get in a melodrama up until that point. And he's like mesmerized by her voice. This would not happen. Would it? I don't know. It would happen. We all know it would happen because we went to musical theater <laughs> You're school. Right. The amount of people who are so proud of their voice that they'll just start singing anywhere. You're and I, right. that's what it is. It's secondhand embarrassment because it is so embarrassing. But we weren't led to believe Allie was that person. I think yeah. that's the problem. Yeah. That's the thing is like up until that point, you know, like when she's performing in the drag bar and she's, he walks in in the back and she seems so shy. Like, yeah, you, you can take off my eyebrows. What are you doing back here? And like, she, it doesn't, we don't even get a point of her like kind of warming up to singing. I don't mean like la 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 warming up. I just mean like her personality that when she just busts out singing shallow, I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? Why? This movie has another ring finger suck. Ooh, it's hot. Suck it. No. It's Bradley Cooper. Suck it. What is with... What is going on? Sometimes your ring gets stuck. (laughs) Lacey, should I do that? I'm sorry I don't do that. No, please don't. Do it now. Just just like... (laughs) It's kind of hot. I I think... uh, Whatever. Uh, 
I think Lady Gaga, especially in this one, because she, you know, she has some acting experience, but nothing of this caliber. To me, yeah. it always seems like Lady Gaga kind of rose to the level of her co-star, however high that may be. I think her and Bradley Cooper's scenes together were fantastic because they had great chemistry and and he is phenomenal. So she rose to his level. And then other scenes where maybe she wasn't with Bradley Cooper, they were a little they were a little weaker. But I think she kind of she met her co-star wherever they were. Mm-hmm. And I, I think she was fine. Could you see someone else in the role? Who, like Beyonce? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I, 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 I don't know. Not, not, not with this version of Allie. No. I, um, <laughs> I think you're crazy. I think she's incredible. <laughs> Gaga? Gaga. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I've seen her in this hotel. Hotel. Um, Gucci. Gucci. Hotel. Yeah, I think I think she's great. I I do. I feel like not being able to see her as Gaga is more an us thing. Yeah. yeah. I I don't see the vanity that she has as like the Countess in American Horror Story. I don't know. I and I think the lead up. To, I don't think that scene is cringe. <laughs> You already hear, fellas. If you're ever with Rashawn, <laughs> you want to make an impression. Sing to me, sang. Um, because she, because she kind of whispers it, and this is like, this is just one of those moments, those nights that you'll never forget. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. this superstar came into a dive bar that you were singing at, and then you get the chance to sing to him in the parking lot. Like she whispers it at first, and he's like, "What you got there?" And then, <laughs> and chance. then she sings it out loud, and then he's all, "Can I tell you something? I think you're a songwriter." Ooh. And then they're off, you know. So I, I, I buy it. I don't know. I, I think she is an ingenue in every sense of the word, except she's a lot tougher. Mm-hmm. Even when he goes to pick her up for the first time, and he goes into her room, she's like, ah, ah, ah. she like checks him right away, and I, I feel like that's what sets her apart from different versions of a story like this, where she would just be completely enraptured in him immediately. She already sees his faults that night when he like just falls asleep, passed out drunk. Like she sees all that and she doesn't take his shit, but she's yeah, falling in love with get him. all this fucking approval by all these other people. And it's, I I just, why can't approval. I just you be enough for like you? You know what I'd like is my, for my boyfriend to love you know. me. Actually, for my husband yeah. to Who's love me. Who's your fucking boyfriend? You have a boyfriend? <laughs> yeah, I've got a boyfriend. That hurts. I have a Call me your fucking boyfriend. You're my boyfriend. You're my boyfriend if you don't treat me like your wife. I don't even know what that fucking means. It means clean your shit up. You're fucking messy. That's what it means. Well, that's not true. Oh, it isn't? Mm-mm. Well, let's go. You want to be my drinking buddy? I'm going to practice. I don't think you could handle it. You don't? Let me see. And you know why? Because you're too worried about what everybody else is thinking. You can't even concentrate on one fucking thing. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. You couldn't be my dad if you fucking tried. He had more talent than his fucking finger than you had in your whole fucking body. So don't even fucking go there about that, all right? That's over the fucking line. Why don't you have another drink and we can just get fucking drunk until we fucking disappear, okay? Hey, you got those pills in Yeah, you you know what didn't do many favors? Having seen the Stars Born press tour before I actually saw the movie, <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's it's the the memes that everybody saw. You know, <laughs> ninety nine people 
Please say no. <laughs> Which I love you, Lady Gaga, and you're a really influential artist, and you do a lot for a lot of people. You didn't get 99 no's. Not at all. Not at this Maybe point in your career. Maybe she did as an actress. Maybe as an actress. Maybe. Okay. Yeah. Sure, we'll give her that. I like I like her a lot in this movie, and maybe it's like the musical numbers that are putting a gloss over it for me. But I just think she's I think she matches him, and I the, think he's pretty incredible. The musical numbers are hard to disconnect from yeah. Lady yeah. Gaga, especially like Mel said, they're at a piano. Mm-hmm. Josh, you said that you wanted to talk about Jackson's death. Yeah. Well, real quick. Cast somebody else. Sam Elliott's too old. Okay, sorry. Wait, <gasps> whoa. Brother? whoa. Wait, wait, yes. wait, 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 wait. They're wait, wait. 30 yes. years apart. And then? That's why he raised Madison's dad. Mate, give him 15. They're 30 years apart. Uh, it was distracting. It was distracting. I don't care. What? But, but Bradley Cooper looks older in this movie. Yeah. He looks 40. No, he doesn't. He looks like he looks he's old. like knock knock knocking at heaven's door, and by heaven I mean fifty. Mm. <laughs> Dead at fifty. He <laughs> looks forty-two in this movie. I don't know what you guys are talking about. I'd say he looks like forty-eight, forty-nine. Yeah, like Forever. he looks aged through alcohol and yeah. touring and all and that tanning. stuff. So he is forty then. So Sam Elliott is what, like sixty some, seventy? He's seventy. He now he's like seventy-two. But do you think he looks seventy in this movie? Mm-hmm. Close. He looks like 65. That's still too old. Nah. Whatever. That anyway, didn't bother me. You guys aren't going to convince me. I'm not going to convince you. <laughs> um, yeah, the ending. Why did... Like... Why couldn't he have survived? Why couldn't he have... They, she, she taken the tour off and they go on vacation. Like, why not? Why not? I ask this of all movies. Why not? Because we're watching a tragedy. He couldn't. He couldn't... He just... Okay, then. I guess what bothered me... It's not the fact that he died. It's it's that he he finally... Like, he finally did it. He got to rehab on his own. Like, he finished this. He, he did all this stuff for Allie. He composed the song for her. And all it took was... Uh, a couple of sentences from the shitty manager to change his mind. To change everything. I think it was more so it had been building up and then that was like the cap where he's like, yeah, you're right. And that was it. Because I feel like the peeing on stage into the rehab, I feel like that was the like, holy shit, I've lost it. Yeah. Because everything since then, like he was just like, well, yeah, I just, I drink all the time. This is how it is. Like, I don't have to worry about my ear. I'm a rock star. Like, I don't really give a fuck. And then once it started affecting Allie, who he was like so deeply in love with, I think that's like the change, the switch. I guess that's what it was. Is he had he had he had done it. He had completed rehab, and he 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 beat it, and he's home, and he wrote this. He composed this song for her, and he's with his dog that he loves, and and then this some. The, I wish it had come from someone he had a better relationship with or or if we had seen more between him and the manager it's like if a stranger told him that almost and like i know it's Allie's manager and it's a little different but it's like i feel like it's just not who it came from but what was said i, I feel like it's just confirming like his worst fears yeah and he's like so fresh out of rehab 
it doesn't mean he's better. It just means he's like on his way to being healed. And it just took like one push. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And it was the wrong person at the wrong time. Yeah, I guess. I, what? Like, I don't know. The, Why not? The death in this one is really like the what I really disliked about it the first two times I watched it. Because in the Judy Garland version and in the Barbara Streisand version of A Star is Born, in both of those versions, the death of the significant other of the star is kind of ambiguous as to whether it's completing suicide. The In Barbara Streisand's, it's an accident, we think. Um, he's just intoxicated, and it's an accident. Something about this death feels it just doesn't feel right because it's in their home in their garage the person that's going to find him is Allie and to me that's the reality of a lot of suicide cases is the people who love them most are the people who find them but that just feels like Jackson this whole movie has wanted to guide protect and love Allie, it just doesn't feel, it doesn't feel good. It doesn't feel good. And like he, he lies to her and leaves her hanging at the concert, knowing that she expects him there. It's like, that's what it is. It's like, he, he, I don't know. Yeah. The fact that he did it in their home. So she's going to have to live there or move. Like there's a lot of things that seem the suicide itself didn't seem necessarily out of character. I wish it didn't happen. But the why, where, and what did seemed out of character. Like, yeah, he's not looking after Allie in these moments, which is his, his been his number one motive. I mean, I can't speak factually on it, but I feel like that's what happens when it comes to suicide. Yeah. Is that, you know, you whether it's your loved one, family, or significant other... It, you never know when it's ha- going to happen. That's right. like the whole tragedy behind it. And they could be having a great day the day before, and then there they are the next day. And it, it's it's, in, it's often, like Lacey said, in your own home, and the, fir- the person that finds it is the loved one. So, yeah, I think like this whole time he is trying to protect Ali, but it's also just like, well, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to do it now before I lose my nerve. And in my house because where else would i go that's true and where and how he tried before right right, right. it's are... just very upsetting and I, yeah. I i understand that it's supposed to be mm-hmm. yeah i don't know why, like why does it have to happen oh, sorry <laughs> i just i think it tracks you know he is throughout this whole movie he's very impulsive that's mm-hmm. the only reason they meet you know yeah. it's because he needs a drink he goes into that bar. He bum rushes backstage. Yeah. You know, like pulling her on stage for shallow. Like everything he does, he doesn't second guess it. He just does it. And I, I feel like that final action is also just so totally in character. As mm-hmm. tragic and, and painful as it is, he doesn't really stop to think about the consequences the beyond that. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, I know like a lot of people who even though I hadn't seen any of the other stars born, I knew the story. So I knew that the death was coming. I just didn't know how, but for other people who this is their first, a star is born. They were like, what the 
fuck i didn't yeah. see that coming yeah um it's uh, yeah i think it's especially jarring for people that don't know the overall story of it yeah. right so which i mean is not always like a bad thing i know some people were like i hated it because they expected it to be like a classic romantic we stay together in the end but that's the whole tragedy behind it mm -hmm. like she truly is on her own going into stardom well let's talk about something happy <laughs> what's y'all's favorite performance like musical performance yeah the opening number is fucking gas, man. It's so good. <laughs> I rewound it like three times. <laughs> it's so good. It's ridiculous. I know Shallow is like the Oscar winning moment and I get why it won. Mm -hmm. But I don't know how Always Rem Ugh, Remember same. Us This Way is not the song. Like, I that, like that is song. Is that the more. ending or the encore? That's the on the one she sings on the piano on her stage on by herself. Yeah, like, the on that that's yeah. yeah, that's my second favorite. That one was it's so good. it's such a great song. She performs yeah. it so well, and like her being on the Megatron mm -hmm. and then him looking at her. That shot is just so yeah, that's mm -hmm. good. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Lacey. I uh, now I feel cliche, but I just love Shallow. I do. <laughs> I mean, I do it's gotten so overplayed, but I mean that it's an iconic scene. It's a mo a moment of someone's dreams coming true, and it's it's that moment of it. You know, mm -hmm. when she she opens her mouth and starts singing, that is a star. Yeah, and that's the moment. I mean, that's no, but y'all cringing, huh? When she sings in the parking Not lot, Rashawn. What? I'd like the fact that it was played in every trailer, and you yeah. still see the movie, and you're like, "Yep." I had fucking chill. Like I remember amazing. feeling like, "Oh, I could cry because of how good it is." Holy shit! I think even just the look of it with like the red and the blue lights and those shots that you were talking about before where everything's so close that you can see their fucking pores. Like it's gritty and it's very rock and roll. I'm like, give it, you can, give it to you me. You can hear the crowd going ballistic when she starts like, and that's what Lacey says, especially her artistic folk. It's like a, a, the perfect moment of like what everyone dreams, their dream, like everyone dreams for this moment. And it's like perfectly, this is what everyone pictures. Right. And Bradley Cooper was able to capture it on mm -hmm. film. You also see them, a lot of rom-coms or drama, or romance dramas want this, but you see them fall in love and they don't have to say, it doesn't have to be stated. You're just like, yeah, these two people love each other. They barely know each other, but this is, this is connection. Wait, Mella, what's your favorite? Oh, mine is always remember us this way. I think Rashawn said it, there's like that look where she just like looks over and he's standing there like. Smiling. Just n smiling and nodding. Oh, wait. And then also when he, at the end, when he's singing her the song that, that he wrote for her. Bye. I cannot. Bye, 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 I bye, cannot. bye, 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 And you know he's going to die? I can't. What this movie does really well is doing live singing mm -hmm. and having both of them performing live. Yeah. You can feel it, especially with two powerful performers like gaga and bradley it's amazing i think that's a part of why shallow is so good because mm -hmm. you know it's live you can see their fucking neck veins popping out and you're like 
oh, they're like really doing it. Especially mm-hmm. for us four who love live theater and live music. You're just like, yes, we know what that looks like. Like it's, it's giving it more. other things you want to chat about uh, any last grievances kind of it's a, a pro and a con it's a pro to the writing and a con to the time current time we're in huge bummer that one of the best characters in the whole movie is played by dave chappelle his uh, character's so good and his, his lines are so fucking well good. written here's his line the proposal the, all of it yeah. the whole scene is phenomenal the yeah. whole time i was like oh bummer <laughs> Do you think he's not good, or is it just he's, that it's he's really good? At yeah, it. I think he's actor. great. That's the, that's the problem. Yeah, the whole thing. I'm like, this is great. Fuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And his line about going out to sea and finding a port, and then you you stay at that port, and then you forget why you were out at sea in the first place. Like, so good. So good. Lyle. Um. Yeah, I think that's it. Okay. Again, like this this is a finely crafted movie and Bradley Cooper is amazing, but it's just not my kind of movie. But mm-hmm. it's, it's it makes me very excited for Maestro, I can tell you that. For what? Maestro, Bradley's next movie. Oh. Mm-hmm. What's the difference? I don't know. I'm hoping it's not gonna be as melodramatic. <laughs> <laughs> it will be. Like it probably too. will be. All right. Do y'all wanna play a game? No. I do. I do, I do, I do. <laughs> no, I don't. Well, we're going to anyway. I want to play the game. All right, everyone, gird your loins. Riddle me this. It don't matter if you win by an inch or a mile. I despise guessing games. Come on, boy. Boy, play with me. Riddle me that. In a good old Mellow fashion, we are playing Elevator Pitch. God damn it. No! God damn it. <laughs> I love you guys so much. This is my favorite game <laughs> because I feel like everyone is so fucking good at this for y'all, how much y'all complain. All y'all motherfuckers are writers, so don't even try to trip. So if you've listened to my episodes before, I've done this a couple times. Elevator pitch. So as we know, there has been three other Star is Born movies. So in my version, or in y'all's version, we're both going to have two really big stars in it. So I am going to give you two stars and the genre of either the music that they're playing or the genre of the complete movie. There's not a lot of rules to it. I want you to give me really much how they meet and you can change the ending. The Jackson role doesn't have to die if you don't want him to. And I will choose... Who is going fourth? Rashani, you will be going first. Okay. And we're on the elevator. Hello, Rashan. 
Hey there. Hey. I want you to close your eyes. Okay. I'm going to put my fist to this wall and I'm going to just give you like a thumping bass. Mm. And I'm going to pull you into Studio 54. The lights are down. The disco ball is turning. And you are in the club Mm. to be in downtown Manhattan. Oh, yeah. Up on the stage is the sparkling diamond herself, Sapphire. Mm-hmm. She is the center of the room, and she oversees any and everything that goes in and out of Studio 54. This young man, maybe not in age, but in experience, walks in. His name's DJ, because he wants to be what? A DJ. Hey. And he thinks that the best way to get into Studio 54 is starting off as a bouncer. Sapphire sees him. She takes him under his wing, under her wing, maybe under her fur coat, if you will. Oh my god! And she says, "Look, kid, I see you got talent. Let me give you 30 seconds on the spin." She gets him up to have a spot at the DJ booth, and the crowd goes wild. He spins Donna Summer and Gloria Gaynor, Diana Ross. Sylvester, all these tracks that you thought you've never heard of, but this is a jukebox musical, so DJ knows the tracks. And she's like, you've got what it takes. And she takes him under her wing, and she shows him the ins and outs of Studio 54, even as she herself is on the way out, because she owes a lot of money to different people, mm-hmm. and they're coming to collect. Mm. But she's like, the best thing that I can do for you is take you to the top, before they bring me down. And that is Studio 54. Hey. Stars Very good. Did you say who DJ was? Jamie Foxx. <laughs> oh, damn. <laughs> <laughs> Jennifer Lopez and Jamie Foxx. All right, Lace. Carmela. Yes. You and I both love a musical. We do. Let me tell you about this idea I have. Okay. So there's this down-on-his-luck theater owner-producer named Henry Tomlin, played by Hugh Jackman. Ooh. And he's been producing shows left and right, and they're, they've all been flops. No one is coming off Broadway anymore. If they're coming to town, they're just going to Broadway. And he's got the banks on his back for, you know, the money for the theater – He's, he's run out of money. He's run out of time. He doesn't know what else to do. Mm-hmm. So he takes himself to one of the bars down the street. Who could possibly be sitting in this bar? Ooh. But Broadway legend Stella Bernard. Oh, my God. In her late 80s, played by my goddess, my queen of all things, Cher. <laughs> And Hugh Jackman, they sit at the table, they have a rousing conversation about what theater used to be, what theater could be, and if they could just get people back in the seats, how powerful it could be. And they strike up a deal that Henry is going to produce a one-woman original show starring Stella Bernard and her comeback to Broadway. And it's going to revive the theater, it's going to bring people back in the seats, it's going to make Henry a star, it's going to bring Stella's star back. But she's 80 years old. Oh my god. And she didn't tell Henry, but she's sick. Hmm. And she might not make it to opening night. 
but she's going to be developing the show, developing the songs, helping Henry create this unique show that will revive Broadway and save his theater. And you'll just have to wait and see until the end to see if she does the show or if Henry goes on. All right. Something to think about. I'm on my floor, but thank you so much. You're so welcome. Josh, you want to come on into my elevator? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll head back down. So I've got a new idea for A Star is Born. Okay, let's hear it. It's the mid-90s. Mm. It is the, the heyday of R&B and soul music, right? We're in Detroit, Michigan. Uh, Frank Big Money Williams, one of the nation's top R&B producers... Uh, played by Will Smith, is visiting his hometown, uh, taking a little break, right? He's, he's had a grueling recording session. He goes into one of his favorite diners. It is empty. The woman behind the counter doesn't hear Frank come in, right? So she's just, she's uh, filing her seats, drying some dishes, humming a tune. It's beautiful. He says, excuse me, miss, what's your name? Beyonce turns around. Her name is Natasha. She's got a lovely voice. She's singing a song that she just made up. Frank is like, I need you on my team. Hires her as a writer, a ghost writer, right? Can't hire her as a performer because right now he's repping the biggest R&B star in the world, played by Cynthia Erivo. Problem is, she is a diva. She never shows up to recording schedule. She's always late to her performances. So Natasha and Frank, they get this beautiful relationship working. She starts ghostwriting for Cynthia's character. Let's call her Betty. Uh, she starts ghostwriting for Betty. Eventually, she goes to Betty's concerts one day Betty's a no-show. Frank is panicking. What do I do? What do I do? What do I do? Natasha seizes her moment. I know all the songs. I wrote half of them. Let me on. She goes on for Betty. Crushes. Destroys. Everyone wants Natasha. No one wants Betty. Frank drops Betty. They start to blow up through the stratosphere. Betty's career in shambles. Destroyed. Right? She's got nothing left. Frank and Natasha are leaving the club one night. Betty put out a hit on Frank to get back at her lost career. They're leaving the club, drive by, Frank gets hit. All right. Oh, sorry, it's your floor. Guess you'll have to wait to see what happens. Drive by. Jesus It's a little throwback to, to, to Pac and yeah, yeah, yeah. See, I even though it's hard for y'all, I'd be setting myself up with the pairings because these are all so good. <laughs> I don't say I I wasn't I wasn't assigned Cynthia Revo. That was just you was almost just... were. She was on really running. yeah. But well, I was like, go. mm, gotta what have to be. Huh. Hmm. 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 I'm gonna have to give it to. I I want to go back to the '90s. I want to see this Beyonce. Let's go. And Willie will. I want to see what happens with that. But everyone is so good. Congrats, guys. <laughs> I would love to see them all. This is my fucking favorite. The amount of anxiety that you induce on me in this game, Carmella. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Half of my time is spent trying to think of names for people, and I didn't even <laughs> think of one for Cynthia's character. I know. Y'all came out with the fucking names? Shit. <laughs> well, congratulations, Josh. Thank you. Can't wait to see it uh, next Thank summer. You. Oh, no. We have to go. <laughs> I have to get into production. <laughs> uh, well, wrapping things up. It seems that we've come to the conclusion that A Star is Born is a very well-made movie. I fucking can't wait to see more mm. of his stuff. Lady Gaga is pretty dynamite, except for if she's singing in a parking lot, perhaps, <clears throat> for some of us. No, um, we didn't agree on that. We didn't agree on <laughs> that. Me and Lacey agreed. Um, 
And Shallow will go down in history as one of the most iconic live performances in a movie. Mm-hmm. All right. Shout out to Shangela. Hallelujah. Oh, yes. She was great. She was amazing. <laughs> oh, she's so good. Most of her stuff was improvised, too. Yes. All right. We end each episode with a quick round of six degrees of separation. So who can find the fastest connection between Bradley Cooper and the star of the film for our next episode, Justin Long? Oh, 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 I think I got it. Hell yeah. Uh, Bradley Cooper was in The Hangover with Ed Helms, who was in, uh, uh, sorry, uh, Jeff Who Lives at Home with Jason, no, oh my god, this is so hard when you're scared, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, let me start over. Bradley Cooper was in The Hangover with Ed Helms, who is in Jeff Who Lives at Home with... Oh my God! What is his name? Jason Siegel. Thank you, Jason Siegel. I was like Jason Sudeikis. That's not who it is. Jason Siegel, who was in Knocked Up with Jonah Hill, who was in Accepted with Justin Long. Hell yeah! Fuck yeah! Congrats. Oh my God! I haven't won in so long. I know it feels great. <laughs> that is it for this week's episode of When Cinephiles Attack. As always, we'd love if you took a moment and rated us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. You can find this and all of our episodes on Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Good Pods, or anywhere you get your podcasts. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at CinephileAttack. And if you have a suggestion for a new episode or you want to show us some love, email us at WinCinephilesAttack at gmail.com. From Mella, Josh, Lacey. And Rashawn. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you at the movies.